0: Three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. <clears throat> <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the. Real Pineapples, your humble host Hunter here, and oh my gosh, I'm here with one of my best friends, uh, DC Apologist, <laughs> Alyssa. Alyssa, how are you?
1: I'm hanging in there. A little bit better today after seeing that movie.
0: Yeah, we, we're we both uh, having a pretty good buzz right now. Um, this is margarita number... Ooh, Who's counting? Yeah, at least two <laughs> out of my truck glass here. So... We're talking about the Suicide Squad. By written... the way,
1: kids, that's the answer. If you ever get pulled over, how many did you had? Two. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Just not not to be over the limit, but um, but we're viewing Suicide Squad, which is of course written and directed by uh, Mr. James Gunn. So, quick, uh, quick little intro here. So, of course, James Gunn got fired uh, from Marvel temporar- uh, temporarily for some. Uh, some tweets that just weren't funny. He was trying to be funny, and they for some people, they just weren't. He apologized for tweets multiple times, and in the, I want to say, eight months-ish that he wasn't working for Marvel, DC was like, hey, we're kind of in disarray. You want to go ahead and write a movie for us? And he went, sure, why not? And I said at the time that you need to treat James Gunn like he has carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants at DC, because... Unlike David Ayer, and oh, we'll talk about the first few squad, but unlike David Ayer, uh, James Gun's a nerd, and he reads. He's not exclusive to Marvel or DC. He reads no, fucking he knows everything.
1: Shit. Like that's important. And also, um, just kind of side plot, that Twitter is a fucking cancer. And I am sorry if you've ever tweeted anything controversial because it will come back to bite you. Apparently.
0: Yeah, and that's a whole other. That's a whole other conversation, but. I, okay, so I have been, I don't even want to say too hard, I'll, I'll say I've been critical of DC films uh, in the past. I thought Justice League, the Snyder version, was fine. I gave it a C+, I stand by my C+, watched it again recently, and I was like, yep, still C+. Um, I think up to this point in the DCEU, the best film has been... I mean, I think a lot of people say Wonder Woman. I personally say Shazam. I would
1: personally actually agree with that.
0: Um, um, just we because, saw that. We reviewed that together. Yeah, as well.
1: Wonder Woman was really good, but that third act completely undermines the message of the entire movie. But Shazam is very cohesive, in my opinion.
0: Also, Billy meeting his, uh, reuniting with his mom. That scene is just such a kick in the <laughs> kick in the just the oh it. Hurts you how bad that scene is. Shame You're like, Wonder
1: Woman sequel wasn't any good.
0: Yeah, I yeah, and Wonder Woman eighty four. Like you've you've listened to the review by now. If you haven't, you should. Spoiler alert: I think it's terrible, subpar
1: te- at best.
0: Ter- terrible is being kind to it because I think it completely uh, betrays uh, Diana character. as a character. But yep. that's, a, that's a whole other thing. We're talking my Suicide Squad, and I have to say, <sighs> okay. I've always talked about on the podcast, I always call a spade a spade, that if DC does something great, like Justice League, War Apocalypse, I will be the first one to go, holy fucking shit, this is great.
1: That's actually a controversial opinion to so you know. A lot I, of people hated that fucking movie. Yeah, even, really.
0: and, th- yeah and those people were wrong. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I agree. Not only is this the best DC film to date, this might actually crack my top 10 favorite comic book films ever.
1: I love this movie so much. I'm so happy. It is... In a sentence, balls to the wall fun. It does not, it starts off at fucking 60 miles per hour and it does not stop.
0: I'm, okay, so I think you can, I think you can honestly critique anything. I I think, I don't think there's a perfect film in existence, Mm -hmm. even something like, you know, Winter Soldier, or Black Panther, whatever. I don't have any major complaints about this. Like I'm really sitting here racking my brain, and we just finished this what ten minutes ago.
1: You're just happy that Pete Davidson got killed off in the first ten minutes. Okay, so I would
0: admit that was a huge plus for the movie because <laughs> he
1: said it was half a grade.
0: Yeah, because if you if you listen to my uh, King of Staten Island review, I fucking hate Pete Davidson. How did he get Kate Beckinsale? Sorry. Anyways, but but it he's bad.
1: I, I just I.
0: Yeah, I don't he like He actually Pete he does a
1: good job acting in this one. In As this a totally unlikable douchebag.
0: Yeah, I oh, so he's playing Pete Davidson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, ooh, whatever, whatever But he's so you're a suicide Squad fan. I've read a mm-hmm. shocking amount of it actually when I was kinda kinda going through my notes and I'm like, oh yeah, that's from that rhyme. Did that you read the old
1: school I did, yeah. Oh, so okay. I so I
0: read I read the first couple like original ones. Because
1: James Gunn definitely did. He yes. knows his fucking suicide squad. I have to give him this. He has done his fucking homework. That's always been my issue with Zack Snyder's DC movies is that he doesn't actually know the characters he's writing about. James Gunn knows these characters.
0: <sighs> Thank you so much for saying that because when you make Polka Dot Man a sympathetic character with admittedly this very important thing that you go, fuck, that is really dark. <laughs> and I love that, it's, that they bring up this thing. So by the way, real quick, full spoilers if you really need to know. Uh, I'm assuming you loved it too, and we can just call that I did. Call, call, yeah. cool. All right, so yeah, if you yeah, if you want to learn more, we both loved it. Anyways, so, full spoilers.
1: Spoilers going forward. Go watch the movie if you don't want to hear any shit.
0: Yeah. Um. So I don't even know to start with this. So the first Suicide Squad, I rewatched it on third Wednesday, Wednesday night. Um. Dave the uh wrote and directed it. <sighs> okay. So what's so frustrating about that movie? Look. I'm a straight dude. I love Margot Robbie. Yes, she's gorgeous. Harley Quinn, da da, da. But the way that she is shot, there was a point about 15 minutes in, and went, "All right, like she has a face, right? Could we, <laughs> like, could we show Margot Robbie's face and not shoot her like a prostitute? That'd well, be com- really cool." Compare, but...
1: compare Margot Robbie in the first Suicide Squad to how she was shot in Birds of Prey.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's a night and day difference.
1: Yeah, it's it's absolutely. There are a lot of reasons the First Suicide Squad movie is very, very bad. Like, I told you, like, I, I heard someone describe it perfectly, where it's like, I've never been gaslit by a movie before where they're just describing things that did not take place on screen, and I'm supposed to believe it. I'm like, no, 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 you showed me something else. Like, yeah,
0: it, it's, it's, it's really frustrating. Also, Killer Croc just loving big black booty bitches. I was like, cool, that's his reward. God damn it. I really hate that movie. Don't you it,
1: love your black representation? Uh,
0: yeah, I. Oh, yeah. It's like Tyler Perry wrote the scene. So I, I will say I, I I believe I gave Suicide Squad like a C or C minus. You need
1: to downgrade. I that was one. way
0: too. Now and again, I was talking about being honest on the podcast. I let people who said that I was being too hard on DC get to me. I, I genuinely did because that really should have been a D minus at best, just mm-hmm. for the enchantress shit. But I, I, I caved, and I, and I will fully admit I caved, um, which is why you haven't heard me cave since. Um, my God, it makes me dislike that film more, because when you look at the music choices here, which are, are all so well handled, how...
1: Versus the fucking licensed music blast you get in the first movie. Yeah. Here's the thing with the original Suicide Squad. It's, on a technical level, probably the worst modern DC movie ever made.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Even though Batman vs. Superman is a bigger disappointment, if that makes sense. like I agree with that. Batman vs. Superman is more technically competent, but still a fucking mess. But the original Suicide Squad movie is literally incoherent if you try and actually follow the plot.
0: Yeah, and the Enchantress shit is just... It's absurd. Yeah. So, but where we start off here, we start off with a uh, separate version of the squad that's led up, again, by uh, Colonel Rick Flagg, which... Uh, played play by Joel Kinnaman, who I really actually like. that dude. I, I he was did
1: like, way better in this movie than the last one.
0: Well, they got rid of the, like, the Proud Boy aesthetic to him, which was something well, I needed. Well, actually, it.
1: the director was working with him, because that's the whole thing, is it's like, hey, director, tell him what he's supposed to be projecting and feeling.
0: Wait, you're wanting a director to direct the actors? <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, come on.
1: That's fucking not ridiculous. When you're, not when it's fucking David Ayer. Yeah, apparently, but, apparently but, um, fucking not. But no, like, um, he's leading this fucking platoon of red shirts, because that's what they are. You, got, <laughs> you can tell right from the beginning. Yeah,
0: it's, it's ironic we're both drinking out of Trek glasses, because, yeah, we both, there was a point early on we kind of looked at each other and went, They're okay, all dead. So, so you're all decoys to so just get killed. Which, when you think about Rick Flagg and Harley being in that group, it's like, oh, shit, so... Well,
1: the surprise was Boomerang.
0: Yeah, so we got to talk about that. So Captain Boomerang gets killed, what, 15 minutes in? Not even. Like 10 10? minutes? Yeah, and I... Okay, I was bummed about that. I, I will be real. I will say
1: Jai Courtney was one of the only good things about the first suicide. Oh, Which is weird because I don't fucking like the guy usually. I don't either.
0: I don't either. I. I always call him Talented Sam Worthington. Like, I just, like, he's always just...
1: He was, and he was on fucking point in this movie. Again, when a good director is telling you how to act, I loved their banter in the fucking helicopter. I thought it was fucking perfect.
0: Yeah, and it's just, so the whole, um... So Weasel, who uh Sean Gunn does the uh, mocap for, <laughs> which, Weasel looked terrifying, but in the best way. Uh There's this whole thing where... Uh, I can't remember who says that he's a werewolf. I think, was, is it Harley who says he's it was, a werewolf?
1: It was a, no, it was um, Blackguard. It was Pete Davidson. That's he like, right. You sat me next to a fucking werewolf.
0: And that whole sequence is fucking hilarious. And, so first off, Weasel dies. With <laughs> because Weasel can't swim. Which, I went, yeah that actually for a Weasel <laughs> would make sense. But, the, the violentness. I so, the gore is up to 11. The gore is amazing. You see a, a Captain Boomerang throw a boomerang and cut the k- top of a guy's skull off, like Hannibal Lecter Scott style. I'm not which, saying
1: the effects are 100% perfect, but they did they did to the wall with violence. It's,
0: it's kind of shot like a. Uh, it's really similar to something like the Dirty Dozen, which Gun. It
1: really actually reminds me of Tarantino, uh, if I'm being honest.
0: That That's fair. But, but Gunn talked about the fact that, you know, Dirty Dozen, like, those style mm-hmm. of films were inspiration. And you really see it, because mm-hmm. it has this 70s aesthetic to it, which I actually really like. It's kind of, like, weird comparison, but... If Tropic Thunder took itself seriously, that's kind of what this is like, yeah, as Tropic far as, as as far uh, as the um, violence and everything. No, I,
1: I was calling it out during the entire movie. The editing and the shots, yes, are like the cinematography is fucking immaculate. It really is. Like I can't believe what a good editor they must have had.
0: So let's go through each character. So Idris Elba, who I, Idris Elba is pretty much a hit whenever he steps up to bat. I oh, mean, yeah. I. I will pretend he didn't do cats, but, but he was actually one of the. He quote. was
1: the only good part of Prometheus, which I can't believe people
0: fucking like that. Yeah, many. so okay, Prometheus is better than Covenant, but that's kind of a bad guy in the compliment. But I digress. What's worse uh, than fucking Covenant? I mean, I mean,
1: Alien Three is better than
0: Covenant. I mean, that's that's true. Uh, but Concrete Cowboy that he was just in earlier uh, last year, which I fucking adored. You know, of course. See, the thing is,
1: when he gets a job, he takes it fucking seriously. He, he does. I he mean, he acts the shit out of any role you give him.
0: Yeah, like I, I'm such a fan of the dude. I mean, just just off Luther alone, uh, I, I'm such a fan of Elba. And so when I heard he was, so he wanted to work with Gunn so bad that he didn't even uh uh he signed on before there was even the script. He just knew Gunn was attached. Which I went, which <laughs> I went, nice. which I went. I love that. Um, I have to shout him out because I'm wearing his shirt. No, you're not. Um, Wait. John Cena? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were about to say Idris no no, 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 no. John Cena, so Cena's had this really... Patchy. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Um, filmography. So, he was in Trainwreck, which I fucking... Like, he's great in Trainwreck. I'm not a Amy Schumer fan any, in any way, shape, or form, There's but... He's dog
1: shit in fucking The Marine. I, I, yeah, yeah, he
0: is. And he's also in Daddy's Home 2, which is not great. But then he does uh, Ferdinand, which is, he's actually a really good voice actor in that. Does Blockers, does Bumblebee, playing with fire, do a little... Uh, Fast 9, he's actually really great in Fast 9. And then... The this.
1: thing with Cena is that he's best when he, re- he embraces his own kind of ridiculousness.
0: Yeah, like once he kind of embraces like how much of a dork he is, it, it seems like he yeah, kind of hits Yeah, he's niche. a
1: super muscle-bound dork.
0: Yeah, and Peacemaker in this is just... He's, kind of fun. he's U.S. agent, like he's a more asshole version of U.S. agent because he's basically
1: he, the he's basically Captain America if you boiled it down to America good, everyone else bad.
0: Yeah, like if Captain America only drank PBR and Mountain Dew, he would be
1: peacemaker because although the, even at what he's got to be in his fucking like late forties now, guy still fucking yep. looks good. Oh,
0: Seal looks great. Seal's forty like forty four,
1: I think, something like that. But, in better shape than you or me.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, Cena looks great. Uh, Yeah, 77, so what was that? 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, so 40. Yeah, 44. Wow. Go me. Uh, but, <laughs> but Cena's great in this, and his comedic timing was something I went, wow, Gunn really knew how to play to his.
1: And he's willing to be ridiculous, which is fun. Like, a lot of actors, like, of his caliber, like, where it's like, I'm like the manly man kind of stereotype, they're not willing to get silly. And... Yeah, when you get one that is, it actually works really well comedically. That's actually I mean, not to go on a tangent. No, go ahead. Taylor Lautner.
0: Yeah, Shark Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Twilight Boy.
0: Yeah, Twilight Boy, yeah. Um,
1: he did that, um Oh, that stupid fucking Adam Sandler. Oh movie. Ridiculous Six. Yeah. He was actually the best part of it because you could totally just having tr- fun. Sad but true. It was not a good movie, but No, like, it's not. Like it's kind of fun to see like the the sexy boy kind of sexy man stereotype just go a little bit crazy.
0: He at least was putting in work and I'll and I'll give him credit for that. But
1: I (coughs) think I feel bad for anyone who's starred in Twilight, because you're tarred with a fucking brush at that point. You're
0: not wrong. But Cena though (coughs) Pardon me. So I wanna get into the plot real quick here. So basically, uh, this is more of a suicide squad. S mission because they even say at the beginning of the film that they're a black ops team, which I really appreciate them saying that shit. Yes,
1: thank you, because the first Suicide Squad movie didn't seem to understand what the actual Suicide Squad was. They don't con they don't fucking fight global threats. They don't fucking fight like like crazy shit like that. They're there for Okay, well, we have all these metahumans in a prison, and I want some uh, government destabilized in like you know third world country. So I'm going to send you in. If you get caught, I had nothing to do with you.
0: Yeah, and, and Amanda Waller. So we have to talk about Viola Davis. So Viola right. Davis is just so Amanda Waller. I, if you're going to use an equivalent, kind of the kind of like DC's Nick Fury in the sense that she's that no nonsense. Happens to be a person of color. Ten <laughs> who, times more evil. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, who, Unscrupulous, not evil. So, but Amanda Waller, so she was the best thing, or one of the best things in the last version of Suicide Squad. I thought Viola Davis was great, yeah. despite, despite some shoddy material. Here, she is more tenacious. She, I do, I do kind of laugh that she uses the second Black Dad in the second Suicide Squad film to be like, oh, it'd be real shame something happened to your kid. Well, you should probably join the Suicide
1: Squad. Again, there was a better movie hiding in that first movie.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely there was. And... But here, it's... When... When she's laying out to, blo- uh, to uh, Bloodshot, like... Bloodsport. Uh, Bloodsport, pardon me. How she's like, hey, you know, be real shame something happened to your kid. And he's like, oh, she's six, uh, she's uh fourteen. She's like, oh, actually she's sixteen. She can be trial as an adult here. Womp womp. It's like, wow, you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> and the quickness in which he grabs a blade to like potentially slice her throat. I went, okay, a impressive. Uh two, Walter doesn't flinch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's those moments where I go, Yep, this is this is why. Well, and
1: you got two powerhouses right there. You got Idris Elba and Viola Davis.
0: And this is even a complaint. I I would have just liked more of the two of them because I always would want more of the two of them acting together. But I, I, yeah, just an absolutely great scene to go ahead and set the table. And there's a couple times where John where Gunn is in like the present, but then decides to jump back to you know like the prior day or you know eight minutes earlier or whatever, and it's interesting how those bits, when he does it, they don't feel weird. It actually goes, I actually go, well,
1: oh, actually, this, uh, this works. Actually, your, uh, your roommate hit it on the head. It's like comic book transitions. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, if you like comic books, you're going to fucking dig the shit out of it.
0: Because this is paced like a, it, it's it's paced like an insane comic book. It It really is paced like the original Suicide Squad. And it, it's very much the spirit of that Um, of that initial run. I
1: love that when the first team gets deployed, they basically all, except for Harley, get mercifully fucking her and flag, yeah. yeah, Like, that's basically what you guys do. And I love that he pulled from, like, the C-list Suicide Squad. Like, I guess James Gunn has done his fucking homework.
0: Having Savant get killed in the way... So, okay, so Savant... Has this opening? He's the first character we see on screen, and he kills this uh, uh, goldfinch like an asshole, by the way. And the way that his head gets go goes kaplui, like in like you know he was in, like he was in scanners. And I <laughs> and love scanners! It's, oh my god! See, I, I, um, I, I love you. <laughs> it's a, and then that goldfinch plops down his corpse, and I, I just went, "Oh my god, that's poetic." Just like. There are decisions like that that Gunn makes where you go. You didn't have to do that, but it's just a little bit extra spread throughout an over two hour film when you go. Oh, this is what elevates something that's great to to not give away my rating uh, to like a higher echelon. Um, I, I I love Viola Davis in this. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Um, Sylvester Stallone voices King Shark and
1: no, away. He does a very good job. I,
0: so, okay, so ever since Stallone We did, didn't
1: get a king shark as a shark. So that
0: is, I'll be real, that's my biggest complaint <laughs> about this movie, is I didn't get one king shark as a shark. That That is a disappointment for me, because, and we're, we'll review it here next month, but we've been watching uh, season one and two of Harley Quinn, because we're working on season three right now, thank God, and... King Shark is maybe my favorite character on there outside of Frank the Plant, because Frank the Plant is fucking I think wonderful. Ivy, personally. I think I, Ivy's I, great. Ivy is great. I like Bell does a great job. But Stallone was great in this. Stallone was genius. Genuinely... I actually
1: think Stallone was better as King Shark than um who is it? Vin Diesel as Group. I would take Really? I would take Stallone as King Shark okay. over Group.
0: So, I would honestly, for me, I would put them in the same tier. I I thought Stonewall was that good. Um, He... And I can't believe I'm going to say this. He's better in this than he was in the last Rainbow (laughs)
1: movie. And honestly... Well, the last Rainbow movie was Dog shit. I mean, it
0: was. But considering that's a character that he created and he's better as King Shark, like, I, I... I was I'm gonna,
1: maybe I'm biased because I love him in Demolition Man. That's one of my favorite movies. Is it really? I oh, love.
0: You're such a I love that nineties
1: cheese. <laughs> Give me more, please. God, I that, love Demolition God, Man. and
0: that is such a nineties film. I actually, I actually like Demolition Man. It's dumb as fuck, but I have fun with it. But uh, King Shark and um, Ratcatcher two, their weird friendship in this. Uh, she's played by. Uh, uh, I'm going to butcher her name, I'm sorry, uh, Daniela, uh, Daniela uh, M- McGuire. So Never she's, heard
1: of her, but she's great.
0: So she's only really done, uh, like, TV. Like, this is, like, her first major film role, and I... Okay, so I was familiar for At Catcher. I gotta be real, she might... Oh, I don't know if I want to say she's my favorite character... But she kind of might be my favorite character. I loved her. Really? I loved her in this. Um, there's this line that... So I, I've talked about this throughout the, the pandemic and everything that over the last, I'd say, three years, I have not been more uh, weepy <laughs> in my uh, uh, in watching film than I've been the last three or four years. And... There's this line that her dad, played by Taika Waititi, who is, you know, mm-hmm. making out with Tessa Thompson and Rita, uh, he, he's living his, his best life. Lo- love you, Taika. But he plays her dad in this. The wait, original Taika wait, like the director of... Yeah. yeah uh, no, that no, her no, dad? No, no, uh, no um, the director of uh, Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Ryan, Ryan Cooler was her dad, <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> gotcha.
1: Anyway, sorry, go
0: on. No, you're good. But uh, Taika... He's only in, he's in one, only real one scene where he has some dialogue, and he talks about how, you know, the rats are like the most looked, I'm paraphrasing, but rats the are the most, most
1: despised, look- hated creatures. Yeah,
0: but you know, if they have purpose, then so can we. And that hit me in a way that I went, son of a bitch. I didn't know that a little monologue about rats would hit me <laughs> hit me in the feels and make me start to cry. I was like, God damn. Okay, Taika. And the way that, um, that Ratcatcher 2 talks about her dad, uh, the reverence, but the pain she talks about uh, her dad. It's just...
1: He's flawed, but she loves loves him.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's this subplot that I went, wow, I'm really sympathetic to everything you're going through and I just want to give you a hug. And...
1: I will say, I am also a bit squeamish about rats. Same. And... Some of those scenes were a little tricky to watch for me.
0: So it's funny, like I used to actually when I was like eight, I actually had uh, I actually had a pet rat, <laughs> and so mm. and so I actually was watching this, going, "Oh, like oh fuck, this is like like
1: her rat was uh, cute." I see. Uh, by contrast, I have a pet snake, which I feed rats too.
0: Yeah, oh, irony. But but uh, what was her, pet's, uh, her rat's name again? Um, Sebastian. Sebastian. Thank you. I knew it started with an S. Uh
1: I Sebastian was very cute
0: Sebastian was fucking adorable and it's amazing that uh Bloodsport has this uh, has phobia. this phobia of rats which when uh, um, uh, when uh, Waller's kind of man in the chair is like oh did you not know that he's uh, afraid of rats she's like no I didn't know and he's like oh well
1: eh. like, yeah so <laughs> speaking of the plot basically the movie starts off and they have this um, B-team that they send to assault the shore. As you find out that Blackguard totally sold them out or whatever. And uh, everyone gets massacred except for Harley and Rick Flack. And then you find out another team has been launched on the opposite end of the shore. Which is Bloodsport, uh, Peacekeeper, Ratcatcher, yeah. all, all, the, all the other guys pulled that man. Yeah. And... So their goal is to destroy this structure that houses Project Starfish, which if you've seen the trailer, you know exactly what that is. And
0: my God, you want to talk about gun pulling from canon. Like, that's a ballsy move. Again, he
1: has read comics like, I just want Zack Snyder to read a fucking comic, please. But
0: that's a ballsy move to make that and I think villain. David
1: Ayer has a quote about, like, no one knows who Martian Manhunter is except for fucking nerds. It's like, you fucking asshole. It's
0: like, uh I, I watched Smallville, motherfucker. I watched Super Friends.
1: Fuck. I X- watched League. Batman, the MA series, and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, people know who... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I just, I hate people who just disrespect the source material like Well, because that. it's
0: like... When you actually respect the source material, you get shit like this, and it's like...
1: Well, again, uh, uh, Taiga.
0: Tyga, yeah, Taika Waititi.
1: That's why Thor Ragnarok is the best Thor movie, is because he's just like, we'll read some Planet Hulk, we'll read some Thor God of Thunder, we'll just mash them all together and make a fucking fun-ass... Like, every single thing in that movie has something canonical behind it.
0: Well it's it's But
1: then like Zack Snyder goes and makes Batman members of Super and he uses Bat Batman pull out a fucking machine gun and start killing people, I just get a little upset.
0: It's it's frustrating because watching this movie, you realize if the sui- if the first Suicide Squad had been this, that we'd kind of be off to the races by now. And that's really been kind of my well, the
1: Suicide Squad is such a fun concept. Again, it they're is... a black ops team. They're not a fucking world saving team.
0: I mean, we've both talked about the fact that you should have like Use Batman: Assault on Arkham as a template for what the first or Suicide hell to Pay. Yeah, or Hell to Pay. Um, it's it, it's nuts to me with this movie that they ha- it's starring villains. Like, let's be clear, it's starring a bunch of villains. Yeah, the very who, like,
1: first thing you see Savant do is kill a bird.
0: Yeah, which I mean, God, that's a pretty quick way <laughs> to make me hate your ass. Um, I okay, so I really like Margot Robbie. I'm a fan of hers, independent of Harley Quinn. If you haven't seen Itania, it's on Hulu. You really need to watch it. She's incredible in that. I have always liked her portrayal of of Harley. I've always felt like the scripts haven't given her her enough to do to be...
1: I agree. I think that she encapsulates the character really well, but she hasn't had a worthy script.
0: This is the most... She's
1: iconic in the character in the same way that I think that um, Robert Downey Jr.,
0: is Iconic Fireman at this point. So, okay. So so for me, she's not... Okay. <laughs> this is how I'll put it. I... Mm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually like Kaylee Cuoco's version of Harley more than I like Margo's. Because I think the scripts have done more justice to actually give her shit to do. Is Kaylee
1: Cuoco the voice actor for the yes. show? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: I love this version of Harley so much. And it made me so happy to go... Yes. Like, this... So, first off, as I mentioned, she's not dressed in a male-gazy way whatsoever. I mean, she still looks gorgeous because, you know, Margot Robbie. But she has this, like, kind of flowy dress, but that's it's very much her style. Um, she has this whole monologue with... Um, as uh, my roommate called him, uh, uh, Mexican David Tennant. Uh, <laughs> where... He's like whining and dining Harley, and he's like, "Hey, like, let's get married." And, da, da, da. and I went, "Oh, Mar- uh, Harley's actually having a man treat her well, like, like good for her." And she and she gets laid. She gets she gets laid. Like, good for you. And and she hurts him horribly in the process. <laughs> so I love the fact. And so this is how insane this is. And listen to this sentence I'm about to say. Harley Quinn has a sex scene in this movie. And she's less sexualized than David Ayer. <laughs> did David Ayer sexualized yes. her? It's 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 absurd to say that sentence out loud. But she has this Well in diff- the
1: original one, they they yeah, they fucking sexualize the shit out of her. Yeah. She actually has a sex scene in this one, and it's way less fucking like exploitative.
0: Yeah, it it's she has this scene after, like in, in the afterglow moments where she talks about Seeing red flags with men, and it's one of those, those moments where I went, "Huh," because while I'm not, while I, I gave uh, when I give Birds of Prey B minus, I I, I like Birds of Prey, had to mention it, but her whole thing with Mister J is she talks about how you know, like he was abusive and all this shit and
1: so the second someone starts talking about dark shit around her she basically fucking caps him and it
0: actually for for what they've set up with her character in the DCEU it totally makes sense so when she's talking to him about in this line I found haunting that oh wow like you've never looked more beautiful those uh those gross thoughts out emptied out of your head I went holy shit okay and it's Oh my god, I, I I love her, and she's kind of benched for like, I'd say a quarter of the movie, because yeah. she gets captured, but they still utilize the time with her so well. The action scenes with her, she is going for, she's it's like she's playing Resident Evil games, she's going straight for headshots, and went, yep, I appreciate this, and she rams this door in this guy's face, maybe ten times and I went Kill Bill style. yeah and I just went I I love all of this so much and Mar- and uh, Harley gets to use a rocket launcher which I've been wanting to see and I was like oh right on I, I get to use that um,
1: I just I love that scene in the movie where it's like oh we're surrounded by the entire army huh. well you're not allowed to retreat she's like okay and just like launches this fucking rocket launcher over her arms doesn't
0: shoot. even think about it either and it's just
1: so, oh
0: my God! There's so much I want to talk about with this. Um, there is a scene between P uh, between a uh, peacekeeper and uh, Blood and bloodsport, and, Blood and it is just if if John Cena and Idris Elba's dicks could just like plop on screen, it's basically what the scene is because it's about them killing. Like it's about style points, but killing people and
1: they're just trying to show off for each other,
0: and it's just. Also oh, when I tell you that I just went this is just everything I wanted the fact that bloodsport shoots a guy and a, a fan falls on those guy's mm-hmm. dick so first off as a dude ow uh, but but there's this uh, there's this point where peacekeeper has this this uh this round that explodes inside someone mm-hmm. and compression and, bullets yeah thank you and you just see how these people are getting turned into hamburger meat. It's
1: like, oh my god, it's so And then good. The, the punchline is that they find that they're trying to rescue Rick Flag is the whole reason they infiltrated this can and started killing people. Yeah. And they get there and she's like, "No, oh, these are my friends. Yeah, and they
0: just, just laid away.
1: <laughs> so Why did so no alert me rumor. to your presence? Oh, uh, we didn't see anyone.
0: <laughs> oh, just laid this village out bare. Just fucking cruel as shit. I... I Oh, I love it. But that scene, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And for me, I would say, again, just rewatching the original Suicide Squad, none of the action bits for me, I was like, oh man, that was cool action. Harley gets, has this whole bit where uh, she's held on to uh, this javelin. And it's a whole, like, ongoing, like, running joke. But it actually serves a purpose for how, like, she I factors looked- in.
1: So the, the joke with the javelin is that um, this, the team that gets mowed down in the first five minutes includes Javelin Man, which is a DC character.
0: Yeah.
1: And she uh, survives, so she ends up next to his body. He's like, you take the javelin, you need it for... And then he dies. So she's just like, I don't know what I need it for! And then like at a later point in the movie, she's holding it she's like... I know what I need it for. But she never fucking tells you. No. just is fucking hilarious. She never, she
0: never genuinely states what she needs to javelin for. <laughs> so everyone kind of looks at her like, okay. And then, yeah. and, and then she just runs off. And there's even this point where Plus Four kind of looks at her like, the fuck? Like, what are you doing what with do you this? What
1: are you doing with a fucking javelin? But, I don't know. But. That was a really funny moment to me. She's just like. She looks at, <coughs> she looked at Polka Dot Man, she's like, I know what I need it for. And then she just trots off I'm like I love that she didn't tell us.
0: So, okay, let's talk about Polka Dot Man since you brought him up. So
1: He did a great job.
0: So, you know, you know uh, you know David uh I always butcher his name. That's machian You always know him from, you know, stuff like Ant-Man. Uh um, Dark Knight too. Uh so I, I've seen it, I don't know if you have, uh the so Long Halloween Part 1, he voiced Calendar Man, uh, oh, actually. Okay. Um, he's really good in it. Blade Runner 2049, um, Prisoners, uh, among other stuff. That
1: makes sense in filmography, it looks like.
0: Um, he was fucking amazing as Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. And to make a character as goof, like, it's very. It's hilarious to me that basically, for me, Ratcatcher 2 was Ant Man, where you think about it and you go, like, oh, that seems like a stupid power. But, like, I'll be honest. I feel itchy at some point. I'm like, oh, God, what's on me? Like, yeah, when so, you see so, her
1: calling the rats, you just, like, you want to bat at yourself. So,
0: so that's why I always thought, like, Ant-Man would always be terrifying. Also, the fact that someone could just, like, uppercut you, you can see him. you like, what the fuck? Like, that would be terrifying. When you see all these rats that she's calling, it's like, holy shit. If you could call... A thousand rats to you within like a minute, you would be Just like
1: devour your opponents.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a wolfred shit. Right? Like you used to go, or like you go, like oh my god! Like
1: but I
0: I love the way that polka dot man has this. So I love the Star Labs uh, tie-in. Like they they yes. specific, like that was something they, I they went, did
1: a lot of DC columns which is nice. Yeah,
0: I, I actually, but but they didn't feel forced, which is nice. I went, oh okay but his whole origin with his mother and how his mother, like, tortured him and how he sees his mother everywhere he goes is such a a horribly dark turn,
1: but... Yeah, literally everyone that he kills, he pictures his mother. Yeah,
0: which I went, fuck, that's
1: dark. And you don't... It's not just him saying it. You see it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you see it, like, when, uh, when they're fighting, um, like, when, uh,
1: Everyone yeah. really, yeah.
0: Like, he sees his mo- he projects his mother's face on all these people he kills, and you go, see
1: King Shark is his mother,
0: yeah. Which, okay, so King Shark has one of my favorite moments in the whole film where, so Ratcatcher 2, uh, so I've talked about this on the podcast. I can sleep pretty much anywhere, I fall asleep in you know, closets, planes, uh, arms of couches, um, hammocks, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and Ratcatcher 2 could fall asleep anywhere, and there's this point where she's asleep, and King Shark is about to eat her, like, he's, he's, he's Bloodsport not-
1: Bloodsport shoots him in the face or some shit.
0: Yeah, and, and, and Bloodsport shoots him, what, ten times? Something like that? And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, the fuck? And th- it leads to this shockingly sweet moment where Ratcatcher 2 goes like, hey, like, if you had friends, would you do this? And he go, and- <laughs>
1: The way, he, the way Stallone <laughs> voice acts is perfect. And King goes
0: no, like question
1: like, like I don't know never no. never
0: actually commits to <laughs> the, maybe I won't eat you, maybe I will and even Bloodsport makes the point of that didn't sound so all. <laughs> like, he'll probably eat you first chance he gets and, but that was the thing I think that surprised me the most in the best ways that Ratcatcher 2's kind of the heart of this, where she is trusting despite her really shitty circumstances at points. Um, she,
1: she teaches blood sport how to be a good dad.
0: Yeah, and so we both actually made this comment. Um, you to, to give you credit, you stated that loud. Um, I love the fact you brought up the fact that it that they didn't go romantic with it. Yes. That, that it was just very much a hey, like, you have this daughter... Thank
1: you. Like, yes. you have
0: this daughter who did a shitty thing, which, by the way, is hilarious. The whole, like, well, I stole this watch. What can it do? You can watch TV on it. Oh, yeah, watch like, her next time. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like oh, like, your cell phone. And 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 honestly, Bloodsport makes a point that I went... Yeah, I agree a thousand percent that you have your cell phone. Why do you need this fucking watch to steal? And she even goes, like, well... It's like, God damn it, girl. Like, don't be dumb. And I really appreciate that Bloodsport is such a dick that he goes, like, you're fucking dumb.
1: That- no, they have a literal fuck you fight when they are screaming fuck you at each yeah, other. Yeah, and it's there, there. There are no, like, heart-rending characters in this one. Like, we're just like, oh, this poor guy. Bloodsport is... Compelling, but he's still kind of a dick.
0: Oh no, he's a total—he's a total asshole. I would say Ratcatcher Two is probably the closest because she just seems the
1: closest to someone who's not a complete asshole. Yeah, I would—I would say
0: it's probably her because, like, you know, like so. Tyka's whole origin of oh man, I just can't quit. You know, I just can't quit the quit the stuff. Like it could come across like kind of hokey, but it's—it's it's actually like seeing her as a kid. Go to her dad and go wake up, and he doesn't. You go, oh, sh- fuck. Okay, so then it's like, oh, she probably only had rats as friends. Oh, fuck. And then like, like my brain start going down this rabbit hole or rat hole, whatever. <laughs> I just went, oh, fuck. That's much darker when you think. I'm a step biased. Back. I fucking
1: hate rats. <laughs> no, again, I do too.
0: Trust me when I say I I am no fan of rats, but my god, like I just wanted to really just. Give her again. That one rat was fucking. Uh, Sebastian. Sebastian was just fucking wonderful. Like he waved the people. I went,
1: what a classy rat that he just... If I had a rat that waved, I could put up with it. But that most rats I know are kind of assholes.
0: I mean, and, and that's fair.
1: But For the thirty seconds before my snake eats them.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I am saying well, Sebastian. <laughs> but to go through a couple more things here. Um. So, Harley talking about her trauma was something that I... It's my favorite scene of Harley in the DCEU. Where she talks about how, you know, she's been treated badly and that. She's she's
1: like, I know a red flag when I see
0: one. Yeah, and I just went, wow. So, this isn't like a direct... I, okay, okay. I, would, I wouldn't I would call it a direct sequel to Suicide Squad, but it acknowledges enough from the first film Stop to... It. Yeah. It, it acknowledges enough that you go, okay, this this could be, you know, in the same timeline. And yeah, that whole scene about her trauma and her recognizing red flags, I just thought was so incredibly well done. And And
1: also, too, like, her breaking out of that entire building, like, it was so well shot, so beautifully executed. A lot of the fight scenes were so good. I have to wonder if they brought in the same John Wick team that did Birds of Prey because it was excellently
0: choreographed it really was and the fact that harley used like you know like the fact she was a gymnast like uses her acrobatics to mm-hmm. snap this guy's neck and went, yep this is something that harley would do um also i love it, even though you do see in the trailer the whole like oh like we're gonna rescue you harley oh i can go back up there if you want like you know you can still do it i, I already went,
1: broke that, myself out it's
0: that's, yeah. like, that's so that's so fucking cute also, King Shark's fake mustache because everyone is changing into different clothes when they when they get to a certain place, and King Shark is like, "Oh, I'll wear a disguise. Like I don't need to hide out." And does this fake mustache? I, <laughs> I, I love that. And then when he so gets told much. it
1: doesn't work, he just storms off all pissed.
0: Yeah, I, I know. And King Shark, I just want to give King Shark a hug. I. That's, again, I, I know I've said it right, but that's my biggest complaint, is I didn't get a King Shark as a shark. That's I my, agree. I my,
1: wanted a King Shark as a shark.
0: That is my genuinely my biggest complaint about this, this movie, but if that's my biggest complaint... So, first off, King Shark eats several people.
1: Yeah, he, and, and he rips several people apart.
0: So, he rips this one guy apart, and there's a slow-mo shot in the rain that yeah, I just you, went... You, you
1: saw it in the trailer.
0: Oh, and it is just... But that whole lead-up to that bit is just... Mwah. I, I
1: See when he gets super aggressive, like he, actually the CGI kind of goes crazy and his gills flare. Yeah. Like his teeth pull back and all that is it's pretty fucking cool.
0: It, it really it, And look. Uh the budget was around, I believe it was like 150 uh for this. Um so I mean Hello. they I mean they they were but you know, they shot on location, you know, like overseas and everything. I I love this movie. Like, I I just have to be real. I love this fucking movie. And I, and, and it
1: was, a, I, I was never not having fun watching this movie. that And that, to me, that's the most important hallmark of the movie.
0: Agreed. I, I was,
1: I was enjoying every minute.
0: Yeah. Like we, we, I've, uh, I've, I've mentioned on the podcast before, you know, even something, and, and I'll just throw this example, but something like Black Panther were, yes, or those points where the rhinos look like ass. But the fact that I'm enjoying so much of the film, you know, makes me just go, whatever, fine. I had so much fun with this, and I was laughing the whole way through. I, we both there laughed.
1: are a lot of laugh out loud moments in this one, and I don't—I'm not one of those people who laughs easily. Yeah, Puncher will vouch
0: That—that that is true. This does not does not laugh easily, but
1: but there were a couple moments where I'm just like, I get it, that's funny.
0: But there was a point,
1: there, and it caught
0: me off guard. And I think that's why one of the reasons it made me laugh so hard. There's this point where King Shark sees a bird and just goes bird, and Rick Flack goes stay off the console Stay off the comms, buddy. And
1: I just went. I went. Yeah, King Shark keeps trying to chime in while they're like planning their fucking infiltration, and then you just hear fur. And I just went. That's, Stay off the comms. I just <laughs> went. That's so fucking cute. <laughs> I fucking love this shark. Um,
0: and one of the biggest laughs we both got is that uh, that whole sequence where um where they're all talking to uh, Ke- uh Peter Capaldi's uh, the thinker uh. There's this point where Harley goes, I'm walking back and forth, and just states <laughs> it out loud, and that caught me so off guard. It's
1: literally like a dead soul <clears throat> fucking it, line. It
0: felt, it really felt like that could have been improv. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Margo just kind of said that, and they left yeah. it in. But it was something that I just went, oh, wow, that's really fucking
1: funny. Like, yeah, okay. if you've seen the trailer where they're interrogating the thinker, like, you know, the whole, like, if you do this, you die. If you do this, you die. That scene goes on, and then Harley's just kind of pacing back and forth, and she literally just chimes in, I'm walking back and forth. (laughs) And it's perfect. I... It was really fucking funny. So,
0: I do love how the Project Starfish dynamic is... So, you see in the trailer, you know, they they tease it, and you're like, oh, shit. It's so much darker in the film, and I wait... there's a
1: lot of people who die. And...
0: I love that it's that dark. It, it, it's very much in that vein of something like The Thing where you go, oh, it, it's it's this shit. Okay. Because So
1: I remember when we did the trailer yeah. fucking podcast for this. Yeah. I fucking love Starro. Same. I fucking love Jaro. Yeah. And I'm a little bit upset in this movie that they didn't give Starro a kind of redemption moment, because he does get that in the comics, where he's like, everyone thinks he's like this horrible evil invader, but then he turns out to be a good guy. Yeah. The only thing they give you in that is just like, I was just fucking hanging out in space.
0: Which, so, it's, okay, so I'm going to tie it real quick uh, to uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One of the things I love about that show so much is it shows that America is basically like, hey, we'll pretty much be number, like... Pretty much whatever it takes to be number one, we don't really care how we get there. And this the whole the whole Project Starfish thing when you know they show you the origins and uh, uh, the thinkers Capaldi is kind of laying it all out. You go, wow, that is that's much darker than you know the trailer shows you, but it's something very much that America as a country would do. So that when it's introduced, hey. you go. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, yeah we, like we would like we would totally do this, and but again, it's something that's very in line with the comics. It's very in line from Americana to, to like I mean to just boil it down to its simplest. And uh, also,
1: Amanda Waller in general.
0: Yeah, her, and Amanda her
1: one dedication.
0: Yeah, above all else is, and I and I love the way that the film uh, presents that and. I got and there's so much more I want to talk about, but we're almost at an hour, so I'm gonna kind of just kind of keep going through here. So Fucking uh, plow through, uh, baby. Um the the transitions between scenes where James Gunn will use the environment to spell something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this you know like you see on the beach where you know now is spelled out, and then yeah, you see wind it,
1: is blowing and it uh, spells now in the leaves, and then there's also yeah. like another scene where like the fire's burning, and then it just Describes the next objective is very comic booky.
0: It, it is. It, it, it's very much like that jump panel where you go, oh, okay, we're going on to this next bit. And I I love James Gunn. I, I've been, you know, I, I, I stand by it. I think that outside of the soundtrack, I think uh, Guardians Volume 2 is better in Volume 1. I've been a fan of his Ooh, since. Uh, yeah, I've been a fan of his since Slither. Uh, I think Super is an amazing fucking movie Super that not, fucking that, that movie. not enough people talk about. Um,
1: really, I love
0: that movie. Yeah, and you'd be surprised how people sadly have not seen it. Um, for me, oh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. This okay, this might go down as Gunn's best film. I've only watched this once, so I'm, I'm I'm going to...
1: He's on a high right now.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm going to give myself room to digest, but I will say this is in his upper echelon of films. This is his top three. This is easily top three uh, gun films uh, for me, personally. Um, I can't
1: believe how much better the... Like, honestly, if you watch the trailer, it's a great trailer, and it made me very interested in the film, but a lot of the jokes kind of felt a little forced to me. But when you see them in the context of the movie, they don't feel nearly as forced.
0: True and it's just it it has this it hits this rhythm i'd say it takes maybe 15 minutes to kind of get going cuz after the initial uh you know the you know the the red shirts kind of go the movie really kind of kicks in overdrive and it really doesn't ease up for me Outside of that that's really uh, that's really my only quote pacing issue but you have to set shit up. So I'm not even, you know, going like this is bullshit or anything like that.
1: I love the transitions. The editing is gorgeous. The shots are gorgeous. The shots are, are gorgeous. There are several there are several like just scenes that you can screen capture and they're just fucking beautiful to look at.
0: Yeah. I, I just so I you know, fuck it. Let's let's wrap up here. I mean, I will say for myself um Ratcatcher Catcher Part 2 was, was a genuine revelation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for people to go back and honestly read Suicide Squad and, and, and read more about these characters. I mean, who would have fucking thought that Ratcatcher Catcher 2 would be
1: <laughs> one also, of my favorite DC characters? Before we know? wrap up, kudos to that actress. She fucking yeah, did dan- an amazing uh, job.
0: Yeah, then dan- uh, uh, choir is what we'll go with. Um, yeah, she was... She was fucking very, very heartfelt. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing how they made her such a sympathetic character. I will say for me, and this is this is just a complaint that I personally have because you know there is a Rick. Okay, so I I already said spoilers, so whatever. Rick Flagg's death bummed me out. Like it really just I went. I didn't
1: see it coming, so I have to give it credit for that. Yes,
0: but it was one of those things I went. through. Fuck! Like I love. Okay, so I.
1: Here's I, the thing. Here's what upset you. Yeah. Is that you didn't give a fuck about him in the first movie? This and movie really, made you care about him.
0: Yeah, and I and I have to give Gunn credit for that because I I even haven't noted. Uh, actually, I'll I will even pull my note up so you can actually see. Uh, so I'm to, so, so wow, I hate but love the Rick Flag death like verbatim because. <laughs> I, I hate that they killed him. I hate so fucking much that they killed him. But
1: they actually made it, like, it wasn't, like, a throwaway.
0: Exactly. And you get this, you get this, uh, it's like in Guardians 2 when Yondu dies, where I just went, God damn it, I hate that you did that, but I fuck, I get, I get but I get why you did it. There's this amazing fight scene we get between, a uh, Peacekeeper and, uh, and Flag, a lot, like, a third of which that takes place using, uh, a peacekeepers helmet as a as the reflection i went son of a bitch like, yeah, this like is-
1: you see the fight reflected in his helmet honestly it's a again the shots and the editing in this movie are fucking brilliant yeah they're absolutely mastercraft masterclass um yeah. my big issue with um the original the previous suicide squad yeah is that it was edited by a fucking monkey yeah um I'm pretty sure this movie, I think, who or who uh, choreographed the... Uh... Sorry, I was about to say it's what Tyler Perry is... <laughs> I know you like to hate on Tyler Perry. I
0: know! I was gonna let it go, but I was... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey. Can you admit this? Tyler Perry was good in Gone Girl.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah everyone's good in
1: Gone <laughs> I love that movie. Okay, but... I think, I guess. God damn it, you fucker lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Uh, Monkey edited the last one.
1: Yes. Um, the editing was very good in this movie. The, the way the, the cinematography, the framing of the shots, the direction of the actors, infinitely superior yep. to the first movie.
0: Soundtrack better.
1: Yeah, so if you watch that first movie... How many fucking songs do they play in the first ten minutes? Like, like
0: ten, it feels like. Jesus. Yeah. Every,
1: and they're good songs. Don't get me wrong, but like that's not why I'm watching this movie.
0: The soundtrack in this, it all felt like natural. V- yes, it all felt very natural. And and Gun knows his music. Like he knows when to take musical cues and when every when every song does hit and here you go. Oh, there's an actual. Purpose for this, and it actually enhances the movie, which is what a soundtrack or score should should do do. exactly. It should not
1: distract, it should enhance. It, it, well,
0: see, this is why I have you on. But uh, to wrap up here, everyone, I said at the beginning of the recording, I stand by it. Um,
1: first Suicide Squad sucked. This one's great.
0: So, as I've said, not only is this for me the best DC film, I'm gonna even give it an even bigger compliment. I like this more than Black Widow, and I really enjoyed Black Widow, but I like this more, and I... This will probably...
1: You're gonna so watch it again tonight.
0: I, I probably will, honestly. Um, I mean, I watched Black Widow twice, but I'll be real. I I enjoy this more. I, I genuinely enjoyed this more, and this... I mean, what, we got four months... Eh, like five months left in the year. I don't see how this isn't in my top ten of the year, unless just, you know... Nine just classics come out in the next four months. Well, I mean it's possible, but uh, yeah, this would be top twelve for me. Like, at brothers worst, split up,
1: so you're not getting any good movies. Ever yes, again. Oh my gosh <laughs> But
0: I, I can't. I, okay, I am happy. I'm so genuinely happy for people who prefer DC over Marvel because this is me. So <laughs> yeah, I know you. um this is something you should be talking about. For okay, seriously, for fuck's sake, leave the A or Cut bullshit alone. Be happy you have this. Okay, like This
1: movie is fucking great. Yes. I will concur. I am a DC fucking fanboy to the end of my days. Oh, I know you
0: are.
1: <laughs> he, yeah, Hunter knows. He gives me shit about it all the time. As I do, yep. Um, no, uh, I tricked myself for like about a week. Disliking liking the first suicide squad movie. That first movie is dog shit. That's right. This that one funny. is actually good. This <laughs> one that. gets the suicide squad.
0: Yeah, it it's one of those things where I go, look y'all, DC stands for Detective Comics, not director's cuts, okay? We don't need to see <laughs> we don't need to see the air cut. Be happy you have this. Let's move on. And Gunn is going to work with DC moving forward. So Guardians 3 is Gunn's last Marvel film. and if I'm DC, Sign gun to a contract for fuck's sake. Yes. Let him let him do what he wants let because him
1: the Birds of Prey
0: movie. Because yeah, I will be real. I, he, he Which should, by the
1: way, the, the the Birds of Prey movie that already came out is not a Birds of Prey movie.
0: So, it, it's 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 really not. But I mean if they want to have him and um oh god, I'm I'm blanking on the uh not Kathy Yen, who she was a director. The, um the did, Chris, Christina Hodden, I think that's her name, uh, who wrote Birds of Prey and uh Bumblebee. Have them co write the script for Gotham
1: City Sirens. That's kind of yes. next.
0: That's the next logical step for Harley. So Harley, could,
1: Ivy, and Catwoman. Let's fucking do it. So,
0: yeah, could we do that, DC? But let Gunn handle what properties he wants. Uh, he should handle Suicide Squad moving forward because, my God, if this is what.
1: The thing about James Gunn is he's a fucking nerd, and that's what you need. That's honestly like Zack Snyder was not a nerd. Ben Affleck was a nerd. Yeah. He Interestingly was. enough. Yeah. He was, he kept trying to give the guy tips yeah. on set and it wasn't working. But
0: But yeah, I'm I'm so happy for DC fans. I I I really am. Like, because I know a lot of I know several of my friends who are like who are, who are genuinely bummed that they've had to defend some of these movies that they know aren't as good as they should DC be? still has the best and,
1: animated movies.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've always said <laughs> that. That's not. But I'm really happy for sure, DC fans that you have this. And, and I genuinely do mean that. No s- sarcasm or anything aside. Y-
1: seriously. Me, I'm, wa- I'm watching
0: be- him. Seriously be happy about this. Like, this is something you should be able to puff your chest this out and go... This is a great movie. Um, and
1: if Hunter was at all being facetious about being nice to DC fans, I would kick take ass. Yeah,
0: I I, I mean, she tried, But, I mean... <laughs> but this is one of those movies that I just go, yeah, this... I'll probably go see this on Tuesday in a theater to actually give it my money. Um, I, I enjoyed it that much. So, I have given one DCEU film... A fan-fucking-tastic, which was uh, Wonder Woman, which I will be the first to admit, if you haven't listened, I actually retracted that because of the third act, because it does start to fall apart. Um, Shazam was good. Shazam was good. I gave that an A, I remember. Yeah, because some of the CG I wasn't crazy about, and there were a couple pacing some issues Some of the CG here was
1: a little bit some
0: CGs, yeah, Some of the CG's a little rough, but for as much as I laughed, for as much as I went, oh, shit, the violence uh, for the score... Um, this is a fan fucking tastic. I okay.
1: I love it. Let let,
0: let let me let me gush here. Not only did I love this movie, I have genuine admiration for it. I, I am so happy this is under the DC banner. I'm so happy that this will be a film that I can talk to DC fans about and be. A, so all you fuckers, you can never say <laughs> that I don't like DC. <laughs> Because I'm breathing the shit out of this. I am the um,
1: premier hunter hates DC. Um,
0: but I, it's not true at all. <laughs> but I'm so happy. I'm so happy that this worked out as well as it did. And everyone, like, if you don't feel comfortable going out to a theater, I get it. I'm kind of even back on that a little bit myself. But honestly, watch this movie. Tell your friends about this. Have people over if they're vaccinated and watch this shit because. I'm happy I watched this with uh, uh, Aleya and uh, Alyssa here because it was really fun watching it with people. So I would really recommend you watch this with people. It was
1: a of fun. Do it.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of this. Fantastic. Alyssa, I'm gonna pass it off to you. Final thoughts, in your grade.
1: Honestly, way better than I thought I was gonna be. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I I've learned to be disappointed in my DC. <laughs> um. Both in comics and in film. But no, this was very, very good. Um Yes, go see it. Pirate it if you
0: need to. I won't judge. So fan fucking tastic for you too? Yeah, fan
1: fucking tastic. Nice, right on. Fan fucking tastic. Uh,
0: <laughs> and I will say oh yeah, there's two there's a mid credit scene and a post credit scene. Yeah, and,
1: make sure you watch it all the way through.
0: Yeah, because those are actually uh shockingly important and, it's, relevant. and it Feels like we'll get a sequel,
1: probably. Assuming, I mean, it's hard to say because this should make a lot of money, but who knows with COVID.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. I, D, DC, I, I'm telling y'all, please give this a sequel. Like, this is this is great shit. This is at a...
1: Let James Gunn handle your entire department, honestly. Honest
0: to God. He he should be their Feige. I've been saying this Versus for a couple years. Zack Snyder. I've been saying this for a couple years, and I stand by it. Uh yeah, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know we always say Rotten Tomatoes is not gospel, but it's a thousand percent correct here. Please go see this movie and support it. It's a good one. Yeah. But Suicide Squad. Oh that's a question I'll ask readers. What is what is your favorite uh run of the Suicide Squad? That would be my I mean, I'd probably say the original for me, just because that was my first intro, you know. And I remember mm-hmm. that cover scene, you know, one of them won't make it out. It's like, oh shit, okay, Did you that, have me hooked. Yeah, yeah, actually,
1: I know exactly which cover you're talking about. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yep. so I mean, for me, that'd probably be my favorite. But I'd love to uh, also, if you have not seen Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, uh, DC animated film, highly recommend it. Yes, that one's a good one. Uh, Batman Assault on Arkham is a really good one as well. Also, um,
1: Apocalypse War.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's some really good. Sp- there's some really great, pardon me, Suicide squ- uh, Squad shit out there, but definitely support this movie. Um, Alyssa, thank you so much for being on, friend. This was this was fun. It's always a pleasure, as, as always. And we will be reviewing Harley Quinn season one, uh, season one in the... Uh, next month, after football At season gets started, uh, right, next month. I, so <laughs> I'm rewatching season one right now. So I'm gonna make it a point to be next month because can't wait to
1: do, your asset Fantasy. Do, uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's
0: okay. Why? Why are you trying to make him combative? We're having a good. We're having a good conversation here. Why? Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but everyone, uh, what's your favorite uh, Suicide Squad one? Let us know in the comments. You can follow. Let us
1: know your favorite DC animated movie
0: too? What is your favorite DC animated movie? I really like Bad Blood. So I, I I dig Bad Blood a lot. If we're not counting the like the kind of the more feature like, I think Batman, Mister Freeze, Sub Zero is horribly underrated. I also like the like, yeah,
1: Under the Red Hood. I don't know. Under the
0: Red Hood's great, but it kind of makes me hate Batman more because I know that's that's my complex. Yeah, that's why it's like, oh man, you should just kill the Joker. I actually really
1: love positive Bat family dynamics where they're all
0: just kind of get along. So you like like one movie. Yeah, One or two. Basically. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, um, also, if you've not seen um, Aquaman Throne for Atlantis, that's actually a lot of fun, too. But I digress. But um, you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at First, And you can find us on Facebook at uh, The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch here next month. I don't know I'm gonna stream yet, but I will let y'all we'll know. It out. Exactly. <laughs> and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify and Amazon Music, the name of a couple, at the real pineapple. Uh we will have reviews up soon for uh free guy that comes out next week, which I'm really excited to see that. As well as the Aretha Franklin movie Respect and Loki season one. Um, oh gosh, is there anything else I'm reviewing? Oh yeah, in October, we're gonna start our, uh, we'll uh, start reviewing Halloween movies again. I'm gonna review the original Halloween, because I haven't watched that in forever, and I bought it like a year ago, and I haven't watched it, and, uh, the original Halloween, Halloween, yeah. Well, big fan of that movie, yeah, um, but I haven't watched it in a while, so we'll review that, and, uh. Uh, Evil Dead too. Uh, uh, I'm I'm really excited to watch Evil Dead. It's been a while since so I've watched that. But everyone, go see Suicide Squad. Yes, Honestly.
1: Honestly. <laughs> go see Suicide Squad. Forget all this other shit. <laughs> 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 Do that last thing
0: though. Exactly. Well, well said. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Wear a mask. Get your COVID shot. For fuck's sake, so we can all go outside. Uh, God, please give us some rain because Reno is smoky. And uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Have a good night.